Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And with me this week, because Swan's off. I can't believe you guys still haven't met. But I am super happy to welcome back to the show one of my buddies from the podcast, It's the Grease. Man, hi, first off. Yeah, dude. Th- thanks for thanks for having me. One, two, pretty brave of you having because I think the last time I was on here, it was with Will. This is unsupervised. Um, here's here's the thing. The last time you were on when Will was also on, oh. um, you were supervising Will more than he was supervising you. That's the last time we were on this show. Yeah, because the oh. so we were that was Whiskey Weekend Batch One. We recorded at Whiskey Weekend Batch 2, but the audio was so unbearably bad because of how much was going on around us right. that I was like, I can't, I can't put this out. And like, you know, I, I, I wanted to include some of those conversations and it's no knock against what was going on around us. Everybody was partying. I was the, right. the idiot who decided I'm going to record a podcast in the middle of, uh, you know, the final celebration of whiskey weekend back yeah. too. in the middle of game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Yeah, it was, sure. it was not a, it was not a good idea on, on my part. So that, that episode is very much lost to time, but, uh, the last <laughs> official, I guess, uh, unreleased, unreleased episode. I feel like it's Patreon <laughs> content, bro. That might that might drop on Patreon eventually if I'm feeling you know a little little squirrely one week. But that uh, yeah, the last official appearance of you guys on on the show was Whiskey Weekend Batch One. <laughs> Not a great look. <laughs> Not a, <laughs> here's the deal. I did a, I can't I did a do lot of editing. That. <laughs> I know for a fact of a hundred percent that I can't. I can't do worse than that. And that makes me so happy because Will's always nervous when I go and do this crap. And I'm like, dude, the last time we were on it was Whiskey Weekend Batch 1. And it was his fault. It it wasn't even yours. Oh, he was. I tried to save it. (laughs) You did. You did. And here's the thing. I think I might have put out the unedited audio from that on Patreon because I just had to share some of that. But the amount of editing that I did Mm-hmm. to save will right and you know what he will looked, he I, I, didn't look he was not looked, his best look he was wearing that deco merle haggard the jacket think the stinkiest jacket in the whiskey game i mean when you wear that jacket dude i mean you 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 have to show up like you can't you can't wear that jacket and be pg like no. you can't it, it's 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 like a southern baptist in another state <laughs> That he's not a deacon in, okay? <laughs> and he's got unlimited funds and the bar is open, okay? And that's just what happens. That's just what's gonna that's just how it is. I don't know if I can say any of that, but I said it. I don't think I I don't care, honestly, because I have a I have a buddy who used to uh go to a church in uh in Alabama. It's not it's not you, it's somebody else, but <laughs> oh no, you're from Georgia. Never mind. Sorry. No, it's fine. My my brain. I know. I know uh, people my, in Alabama. My brain actually, is still broken from the subathon yesterday, where I basically just talked and drank for nine straight hours on camera. I know. And, when you said you were like, I need a nap. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, I, I need you to take a nap. I t- I took a nap today because I like my baby was finally sleeping, 
And I'm just like finally getting to sit on the couch and like Harry Potter was on. And I was like, I've seen this a thousand times. I don't need to pay attention. And so I just, I passed out and she was sleeping on my chest. And I was like, this, this is just the best thing in the world. Yep. And, and I looked at Lucy and I was like, I've never needed a nap so badly in my entire life. And it just, it was magic. It was absolute magic. Right. But So I, I have a, I have a buddy who used to go to church in Alabama and he said it was not uncommon for them to pull out of the church parking lot and pull right into the liquor store drive-through, which was literally next door yeah. to the church. So there's a, Hey man, there's a long history with, uh, with us. Man, I'm a, I, I'm a huge fan of you can love, you can love Jesus and love whiskey. You know what I mean? It's I'm not opposed thing. to that at all. I'm not it's opposed to that at all. I'm, I, you know, I, I don't knock any of those guys that, you know, get, go to church and, you know, try to hide it. Like I've been there, but I mean, there's, I mean, my, my wife was super like that, like her family, it was not, not, it was not good. Yeah. So every, the, those that did it, hit it and it, it you know, and yeah. not to knock them, like I completely understand, but it's in the freedom of that, of when they're just like, you know what, this is something that can be respected. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And yeah. enjoyed. And it's just, it is what it is. It's about um, temperance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you respect something, there's a <laughs> lot of things out there that are, are looked at negatively, but if you, if you give it an ounce of respect and that's not a pun, um, it's, uh, <laughs> You know, it can be accomplished and it can be enjoyed. And yeah. and I've had, I've had so many like really good in depth and I've had it with you on the front porch of Beaumont Inn. I've had so many in depth oh, yeah, of course. spiritual conversations, six ounces deep into whiskey. Mm -hmm. Cause I can handle that. I can't handle I, 10 apparently after a fub, but whatever. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> that was on Patreon. Go check out and Patreon. I'm going to go ahead and tell that, you, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. If you're not on Patreon and you're listening to this, you need to subscribe to Perry's Patreon. I don't know like what level you would lean towards, but here's the deal. You, I think you get all that content in any level. So you need to go in there because we just did this whole like other video. Five, five bucks is where the, the last call in the pregame chats are available. Here's the deal. If you, if you don't, so. you know, I mean, if, if, if you don't necessarily love to hear talk about sharks and what else did we talk about? So many things. There's so many. I, you, you, JNC, JNCO. Yeah. JNCO. Shark Talk alone. It's worth five bucks for sure. <laughs> hey, oh, and, um, people, and people that are listening about Patreon, because I know this about Patreon, if you go and subscribe and pay and become a backer, it unlocks all previous content. So let me go mm -hmm. ahead and tell you what you're going to have. For five dollars month one, you're gonna lit you. There's not enough time in the day of how much content you un you unrelease. I promise you, it's worth it. Go and do it. Yeah, and and we have so much stuff that we've been putting out. And what was great about the pandemic, and you know, please don't cut that out of context and then clip it around something else. But what was great about the pandemic was that it gave me the opportunity to be like let's just push more stuff to Patreon. Let's be really dedicated to it and make sure that there's stuff for people to listen to and be entertained by and like really hunkering down on the, the pregame chats and the last call and all that stuff. So you're right. There is so much stuff that you can go and check out. So for us, it's patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. You guys are patreon.com slash the podcast. 
right? Yeah, but we don't do crab. I'm just kidding. We, it, <laughs> I was going to say, is, you guys got all, a lot yeah, of stuff. I want, here's the deal. If you do if you do Patreon, do Perry's first. And then if you've got enough money left in the month and you want to do ours, great. This is about Perry. I appreciate you, brother. I yeah, always man. appreciate you. I also appreciated you showing up yesterday for my, <laughs> what was supposed to be a thousand sub subathon over on YouTube, but uh, we fell a little bit short and hit 663. Um, but we started Dude, the day out had, at about you 550. Built, so you built over 100 subscribers. If I have learned anything, Bonkers, if I have man. learned anything, number one, dude, our podcast numbers, great. Yeah pandemic hits it's not so great we're like dang it like we're missing some people what have people transitioned to a lot of people when they're sitting at home and they're at their desktops and their own computers they're watching youtube so we're like okay let's let's do it for youtube we can literally ask all of our listeners on podcasts please go to our please go to our youtube page and hit subscribe it'd be so great we would love you podcasters our patreon it is pulling teeth. People yeah. love the platform yeah. that they're on. People Absolutely. love the platform that they're on for so many reasons. Okay. Yeah. So do not get discouraged. You grew a hundred subscribers. Now that's the you, thing. It, yeah, I can't be upset about that at all because, like, if and and this is getting real technical, but like yeah, you grew you grew like twenty percent. Yeah, and like looking at that and the fact that that's going to play into the algorithm so well and not only just seeing you know youtube's going to be like wow this guy got a bunch of subscribers in one day that's easily my most viewed video on youtube as well right right. yeah i mean and i mean sure it's it might hurt us a little bit because it was almost nine hours long but at the same time like hopefully they'll see the numbers in terms of viewership and they'll try to you know give us a little bit of a boost if they're you know trying to take care of their boys or whatever but it's youtube who's to who's to say but also, right. um, I want to say thank you to you for stopping by for a little bit. Had a great big group of people who stopped by throughout the day as well. I apologize. My brain is so fried from everything yesterday that I can't even begin to like rattle off those names of people who, who stopped in uh, to, to say hello. Um, but huge, huge thank you to everybody who came in and subscribed. And if you're here because of YouTube listening to the podcast, Thank you so much. Um, we have <laughs> we have over 150 episodes for you to go and listen to and catch up on. I'll, I'll give a little bit of piece of advice though. Maybe don't listen to some of those early episodes because, like, you guys, you and Will were on like episode five, and I still cringe thinking about the way that I like interviewed you guys for that. It felt like I don't. I need I don't to listen super, back. Don't don't. I remember us getting so many texts after that and be like dude like that's awesome you were on perry's show and like all this other stuff so I, I, I mean i think people enjoyed it like i think that they i think I they so. really liked it like i vividly remember people actually messaging me and texting me and be like i loved it you know so great that's crazy man oh, so. that's crazy because like i i in a you know hindsight's very 2020 um but you know i i like it, it's so different from what i'm doing with the show now Based oh, on that first, dude, that first I mean, time that you, yeah. Oh For no, sure. no, no! I totally, I, I totally get that. You guys, yeah, everybody. You, you know what's funny? Like, I forget. You guys were probably the first podcast I listened to that interviewed Fred Minnick. Oh yeah, it was pretty early on. That, How crazy is that? Yeah. Then that Joker decides to blow up and and be like like the 
basically as big as the word bourbon itself. <laughs> and now he's, it, Fred. Now he's you know, taking he, over podcast and YouTube too. And you're like, well, here's we'll, the deal. We'll he was, he was, I mean, he was, he's a, a decent looking human being. And then he like puts on this sash, which by the way, I didn't even know it was called an ascot. Like I thought him an ass, but that's not the case. At first I was like, why are you being mean? And then I'm like, no, he's wearing an ascot. Like, it's a it's the sash you're talking about. Like, I didn't know it was called that. I'm from Northeast Georgia. I'm from Northeast Georgia. My wife's cousin stack of AJ Stout. Like we don't we're not cultured, okay? So anyway, anyway, I learned that and I was like, oh, okay. And then he's got these new awards. Yeah. That's not yeah. awards or whatever. He, yeah. Dude, Fred's Fred's in a great shape. He is. I mean, and and I'm I'm very thankful that I get to call Fred a friend. Like I, I am super, super thankful for the fact that he and I have spent so much time conversing and, and he has really been a mentor for me as well through, throughout all of this. And, um, yeah, he's, a, he's, it, he's definitely a mentor to a lot of people for sure. Yeah. yeah he's, I mean, yeah. he's, he's great. He's, he has learned, he has capitalized on so much. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would second what you're saying, like for him to come on our show, uh, really early on. Cause you have to think too, Will and I were so new into whiskey. Like we were literally trying to learn and he wrote a book on whiskey and we were like, like, dude, this guy knows so much. Yeah. We had to have him on. It was fascinating. It was fascinating. It's one of my favorite episodes, him and Bernie lovers early on those two episodes. Oh my gosh. That's right. Yeah. Just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, so generous to come on, you know, a show that was so young. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was great. I want to I want to kind of circle back to some of that here in just a bit, but um, I also love asking people because this you know just kind of part of how, what we do here on the show. Grease, what the heck have you been drinking recently? Recently, recently. I, I mean, you you can go like a week, two weeks since last time yeah. we saw each other was which was last March, literally the week before everything started shutting down because of the pandemic, right? <laughs> I mean, so recently, because of all the YouTube live content Will and I are doing, because we're just getting involved in it. Yeah. It, it seems like I've got a, I've looked back at a couple of episodes and it seems like I have some go-to bottles because I don't, I don't chug bottles normally. Like I share right. my bottles, but I've got a like two or three that I just, those are mine that I'm like, not really going to share. They're good, but it's not like, oh man, you got to try this OWA. Or, oh, you got to try this, will it? Like, I've got yeah. others for that. These are just, like, more in-the-pocket offerings. And I've got I've got three that I just turn up, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. It's this uh, – and here's the deal. They're good. Like, I don't want to knock them by any means. But I've kind of tainted them. <laughs> but I've got this NOLA Big Chief OWA pick, and they and they threw Holy some – they threw some foil on there, but yeah. there's his, uh, there's his like emblem there or whatever. Nice. Um, nice. It, it, this is a really good pick. I bought it, um, off of a buddy that had already opened it and, and he was, he was just selling off all of his stuff. So I bought it. Um, the other thing that I've been chugging recently from the bottle, uh, that's what we're oh, going to call uh, it every time you come on is what have you been chugging recently? That's a great way. <laughs> <laughs> um sweet tea which is a willet uh pick that we Man. did um, for southern whiskey society i haven't had that in a hot minute but i remember it being just but you don't delicious. want that one because i've 
I've tongue punched that one. <laughs> I don't I mean? want that. I don't want that one from you. Maybe I'll get right. somebody else to send me a sample. Yeah, but somebody's got somebody's got one. Sweet tea. There was some drama around those, you know, but sweet wanna, tea was good. I want to point out one thing real quick, and we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but you are not <laughs> you're not drinking out of a glass necessarily. You're drinking out no. of something made of glass. Right. But this is this is in the the podcast canon one of the greasiest things I've ever seen, which is you drinking right out of a decanter that you keep pouring stuff into. And let me tell you, it makes me really happy to see this right now. <laughs> yeah. There's been, there's been arguments made that if I show up somewhere and drinking, I better have this vessel. <laughs> this is just an antique that I found literally in, uh, San Diego, California's, uh, goodwill wow i found this in san diego uh god i i we had just had my middle child she was six weeks old she's four now so yeah so four years ago i, I snagged this and i i was on a show the other day we were doing a drinking with i think it was whiskey with a view and i did oh, nice. not i forgot to have a Glen Karen down here to nose or a Norlin or whatever, you know, I've got all whatever I've got. A yeah, few yeah, options. yeah. But I, I forgot. So I have this, like this, this rack and I it's typically full. <laughs> I've gone through a few and I didn't have any and we're live. And so, you know, with live stuff, it's like, you got to improvise. I, man. I don't need to leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so literally on the shelf over here is this crystal decanter from four years ago. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like the mouth on this thing is so massive. Like you can get your nose halfway down this thing and it's helped me nose a hundred percent because it's got enough air. It's got enough air in here right? that it's not crazy astringent because it's got nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so it actually, you know, because that's the thing about kind of narrow, narrow opening stuff is that, that, you know, that it's, it's hard to get some notes because of the heavy alcohol that you're just going to get. You're going to get a ton of ethanol. Right. Right. I feel like the body of this with it being so big kind of helps to, you know, dilute that. I get a lot. I've got, I get a lot of good notes. I'm, I, I mean, I, again, I love hearing that, but I also love hearing the fact that the, the, I mean, literally this is something that would have only happened during a global pandemic and the grease would have been like, it, what am I going to drink out of? And not an open bottle. You're not going to pour it into an open bottle. You're going right. to find the next best thing. And it's literally a vintage crystal decanter. Well, it was but, either that or this, these, the these, strand, the Stranahan's uh, cup, the Stranahan. Well, this one's not Stranahan's. Oh yeah. I guess this, it's smaller, isn't it? Yeah, it is smaller. I have a Stranahan's, but I don't know who gave me these, but these are smaller. They're essentially just metal shot glasses. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want it to taste tinny. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like a tin. Dude, do, do, do you know you know about Keeneland, right? The racetrack? Yeah. I don't know a thing about it, except okay. I know that I know that there's you know, this Kentucky thing. Derby. There's yeah. Keeneland. And never the two shall meet, actually. There's Preakness. Yeah, not a not a Kentucky thing. Wait. Oh, it's not. No, it's a that Preakness is up in uh, in Maryland, I think. Okay, but so, so so what's the other? There's three big ones, right? Well, there's yeah, there's the Preakness, 
Well, okay. No, it's the Derby, the Preakness, and uh, Belmont Stakes. Oh, and that's that's, that's the, the triple, triple crown. crown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so Keeneland stepchild, basically, basically. So but it's still cool. Yeah, no. So there's it, it's our our local racetrack, and uh, they run twice a year, just like every everywhere else does with their meets. You're kind of closer to Lexington, right? I'm I'm right in Lexington. Yeah, um, copy that. But so it's. <sighs> It, it, it runs once in the spring, once in the fall. But like the, the big thing is to basically go to the racetrack and not actually go into the racetrack and just go tailgate, of course. Oh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, there, there was one time I went, you're my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but there was one time I went and I, I did I a tailgate for black Friday, bro. Like I don't even need an event. <laughs> I mean, I just need an event that will keep my wife occupied. That's all I need. Where and, other and, people are. We're, right. <laughs> and then we're, we're tailgating outside of that. 100%. Where one or more are gathered. Whiskey right. shall be Let's poured. just be biblical. <laughs> Let's be biblical about it, bro. 100%. So so I, there was one time we went to Keeneland to, to go tailgate. I think I was still uh, in college. And by the way, I went for, to college for an extended period of time. So that's another conversation for a different different time but um i i i had done a very very poor job of cleaning out my flask and i i had put like i don't know elijah craig or turkey 101 or something in it and it was the most metally tasting nasty bourbon i had ever had like uh, because it was still coated with the crap that had sat in there for too long uh-huh. right and I even trying to mix it with Coke, I couldn't drink. I, it, and this was before, like way before the podcast too. I was like, I can't drink bourbon for a while. Cause I can't, I, I can't, yeah. I can't get that memory out of, out of my brain, out of my mouth. So that's how I felt about Southern comfort. I don't everybody know should re- feel that way about Southern comfort. Yeah. It's not real. It's, no, it's not it's, real. It's not it's, real. Bourbon. It's engineered. So one of the, one of the things that I wanted to, talk about with you and th- this is stemming from basically our entire relationship right and that's just based on uh anecdotes and and stories and the th- the memories that have kind of been built on experiences through things like uh and, and I give you guys, of course, a lot of credit for, for these because they do, it's at the forefront of my mind, but like Southern Whiskey Society and, and Whiskey Weekend, of course, and um, even in, in moments like the pandemic where we're able to build some really unique stories, but also like why these are able to exist because of stories from whiskey history right so like in in some way i want to talk about the importance of those and you know the the other thing too like <laughs> i'm i'm i feel like i'm doing a little bit of legwork for trying to sell whiskey weekend batch three for you boys but <laughs> well i've always loved your legs perry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2020 was not kind to the legs i'll just say that much oh but- no they were gravity was fulfilled Filled in 2020 <laughs> buddy you, I, dude i'm telling you right now dude if we were in, if we were in like the anaconda 
Antarctica or whatever it is. I don't know what you call it. The, the anaconda. I don't know. If we're if we're trapped and and like, you know, and there's like somebody that I would nominate, you know, that hey man, let's let's just go ahead, sedate him a little bit, cut his leg off and eat it. I would be, eat yours. You I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't I would not object because I would know that that's coming from a place of pure <laughs> <laughs> not even respect but adoration for what god has blessed right. me with. right like, it's like dude perry's calves can feed a village okay so why would we take out 10 people when we could just saunter to perry i'm a thigh and man i'm all thighs like <laughs> in my baby book my mom wrote like two th- maybe three things like one was probably like oh he's so cute Two was, holy crap, he's got this cowlick in the middle of his forehead, which I still have. I have three cowlicks on my daggum head. I've got one here, one on the side of my neck, and one in the back. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. The third thing was that she said, I can't believe how chunky his thighs are. This was within the week of me being born. And my mother, God bless her, said, this boy's got some meat on him. And I still have that. And let me tell you something. I'm thankful for it because that means that my beautiful little daughter also was blessed with that. And it's one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my oh, entire yeah. life. She got some chunky ties. She, Oh dude. Yeah, my, <laughs> my middle daughter, my middle daughter, totally, man. She was a little bit more chunkier and like, dude, those roles are so freaking great. So, you cute. know, what's, what's funny is like, I just had a moment where I realized how far I had fallen into being a dad hole where I was like, you know, normally I send, you oh, know, yeah, dude, pictures. we've been on this for five minutes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but so. like, it's like, it's like, normally I'll be like, oh, I'm going to send guys, you know, the picture of the new bottle I picked up or, you know, I'm out at a bar and I'm sending them the, the picture of a, of a pour that I had or whatever. But a part of my brain just went, oh, I've got to send him a picture of my daughter's chunky legs. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a daggum half dead shark earlier and it's going to be followed up with <laughs> You, you, you can only go up from there. Honestly, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, but so there are so many stories that are built into the history of whiskey, right? And it's whether it's E.H. Taylor or Elijah Craig being the, you know, the father of modern bourbon as we know it, quote unquote, because he charred the first barrel or whatever. But like. Do you have a favorite story that you kind of come back to with bourbon or, or even whiskey in general that kind I mean, of makes you go like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with what's going on in this community. Well, it's funny. It, it, you know, the history buff is will. So you had the wrong guy on for the show, which is fine, but I'm completely fine with it. Whatever. Um, you, I invited both of you, <laughs> you suckers onto this oh, podcast yeah. and I you know. were like, I don't think Will's going to be able to make it. You might've just been speaking for Will as well. I, I tend to do that. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's If Will is not on because you just assumed he wouldn't be able to do it. Now nah, I feel real bad. So right. Will, I'm going to have to do a separate episode with you now. Here's the deal. Here's the deal about <laughs> me picking somebody in history that freaking changed the game. Okay. Um, or was pretty monumental in it. You're not going to like, you're not going to like my answer at all. It's, Uh-oh. it's, it's very not Kentucky. Oh, and I'm okay. okay with that. That's okay. Jack Daniel. I mean, the biggest brand in all of whiskey 
it i mean if you go international if you if you remotely saunter onto a cruise ship or an airplane or overseas you're lucky if you find you know wild turkey well yeah four roses <laughs> buffalo trace blantons you know like you're, you're gonna be lucky you know what you are gonna find you're gonna find freaking jack daniels everywhere it is the biggest brand of all time yeah um you know, we, Will and I actually recently got to go and in, in, in tour the facility and, and do a pick there, and it was an incredible experience. Highly recommend. But man, like hearing the history and two with um, Fawn Wheeler, Weaver, Weaver, Fawn Weaver. Yeah, she, um, she with Uncle Nearest and all that. Like the history there is just insane. So you've got this one guy that ends up being a billion-dollar industry that also paves the way for another distillery yeah, to absolutely. happen. Um, it, there's just a lot of history there, and it's it's incredible. And, you know, I mean, they've had a solid team around them for marketing and all this other stuff for so, so, so long. It's one of the most recognizable brands in the entire world. Um, I would give a lot of credit to him, even though it's not Kentucky even though it's not Kentucky. No, and, and but <clears throat> truthfully, I don't think that the story of bourbon can be told without, and, and, it's, and it's not just bourbon. It is whiskey, at least in the Americas. But it cannot be told without discussing people like um, uh, Nearest Green, or talking about Jack Daniel. I, I mean, they, that's, they're synonymous with, with American whiskey, literally synonymous with American whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the big stigma that we've been talking about so much recently is what does bourbon look like outside of Kentucky? What does whiskey look like outside of Kentucky, at least in the United States? And, I mean, George Washington made whiskey. He was a rye whiskey maker and drinker. Right. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I think he, he loved rye for he sure. Did. Yeah, he, that, yeah, he did. He loved that Pennsylvania rye style. And <clears throat> I mean, you, you can't just solely base the laurels of American whiskey or American bourbon on Kentucky because it, it, Kentucky bourbon was a product of almost an accident with Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but I mean, also, talking about a monumental person in history, Elijah Craig's pretty yeah. high up there. I, you know, I would, yeah, I, I would put that pretty daggum high. Even though, even though, who knows what the real story is? I'm not going to get into that. I, I'm, I'm not concerned with, with that at all. I think that even, even like the myth behind it, I think is pretty. It's, it's inviting. Here's the deal, dude. And fun okay. for sure. I spilled kerosene in my van during this whole freaking ice storm. And let me, I can't get rid of the smell. Okay. <laughs> the only thing that's come to my mind. So here's it, it, it. Elijah Craig, the whole, that whole story makes complete sense. If you have a bunch of fish barrels, how are you going to, and, and you, and you're too poor to make new barrels. You're like, well, these barrels exist. So I'm going to burn them. I mean, that just made, it, it makes logical sense, Perry. I, I don't disagree with you. But I do want to dissuade you from maybe going out to your van with, with a torch and lighting that bad boy on fire to get rid of the smell. Because that's not, 
I mean, we, you know, I don't yeah, know how greasy I, it, we're getting at the moment, but dude, we've tried, we've tried to steam clean that thing. We've thrown <laughs> coffee grounds in there. We have thrown baking soda in there. We have vacuumed it up. We have steamed it up. We have prayed the demons out of that daggum thing. And it's still not happening. They're still there. They're just sitting there looking at us, taunting us like the daggum freaking gremlins. It's so stupid. Don't try to watch this thing with water after midnight. Am I right, boys? <laughs> what happened? Oh, did I cut midnight? out again? Did I cut out again? No, you said don't watch this stuff after midnight. Or no, something. I said don't watch this thing out with water after midnight. What does that like the mean? Kerosene. That. The kerosene. Like the gremlins? Yeah. Oh, don't get after, it wet. But I, 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 I kind of, I okay. kind of. Sorry. No, dude. I punt. I punted on that one. I definitely like tried dude, to combine. This is why you two, don't record on Sunday night because you've you've lived the weekend too freaking hardcore, and you get to Sunday night and you're like, man, I don't know. Like, did he just? No, say you know, that? you know what you don't do is you don't record a podcast after nine hours of sitting in front of a camera, trying to create content. That's the problem. That's yeah, the real I, problem here. Anyway, um, regardless, here, I, don't, some, I don't think I want to say kudos, but you know, you know, what I mean, something like kudos. <laughs> kudos to you. Good on you, maybe. Good know. on you. Is that what the kids are saying? Well, that's what they. I mean, that's are they a, saying a, like something like fresh, man. Super fresh. I say, I say, good on you because I don't know if you know this about me. I, for whatever reason, have locked into a bunch of Australian podcasts. And they're all like nerdy stuff, like reports, or they'll talk about comic books and comic book movies and stuff like that. But like, that's what I like. There, there's a very specific group of podcasts that I listen to every week, and the majority of them, like ninety percent of them, are Australian. Hmm. It's so weird, man. I don't I mean, know. I don't even know exactly to the, to the voice of Australians for sure. Well, well. We have an Australian listener to the podcast. And he always pay, he always puts up these incredible like burgers and like just dishes, Ooh. Ooh. and it makes me so upset because out of all of our listeners, that's the hardest place to get to <laughs> outside of like Dagum Afghanistan or something. But you know what I mean, just because logistics. Yeah, but I right? mean Australia. Like, how am I going to get there? That's hard. Like Puerto Rico. Not that big of a deal. No I problem. Mean, you know, but I mean, at least you know it's within the United States-ish. Um, and I and I could take a Southwest plane there. Here's what I can't do: I can't take a Southwest flight to freaking Australia. And you got it. Yeah. That. So it just it pisses me off every time you post something freaking awesome because I can't go and get it. If so you if you guys ever decide to do like an American whiskey podcast tour in Australia, like go and do a bunch of live shows. I am so down. We could do like, like get us in like two or three other shows. Like dad's drinking bourbon, get like uh bourbon lens, bourbon road. Like we, so we could just, have, you're basically trying to figure out how to expense this. I'm completely into that. <laughs> I'm totally fine. This Go is... and party in another country and be able to ride it off in the United States. I can't think of a better thing to do. This is, this is basically America. how you, <laughs> Got you. This is how the the idea for you guys to get on the pod cruise came about as well. Basically, oh man, the pod <laughs> cruise, dude, it's gonna happen again. I don't know when. It was the greatest moment in podcast history. It was the freaking OG whiskey weekend before it was called whiskey weekend. <sighs> that dude, is where. That's where like 
I felt like, and you and you and Will can probably talk more to this as well, but like the story of the podcast kind of got cemented, right? Like that's where it was like, this is a You're real thing. The pod cruise? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think at that time, it's like, you're okay let's just say you're you download our podcast right and you're listening to it when you hear that these guys promoted something on a podcast that you casually listen to and you have no idea of the audience right yeah and and they end up having 70 people show up to party with them on a cruise ship for a week bonkers you're just like okay that's (laughs) that sounds pretty cool (laughs) come into that I don't know. It, I think it, I think honestly, it kind of sprinkled some credibility, but it, I think the biggest thing it did was just say, these dudes are freaking ready to party and I need to be ready to party the next time they party. And that's what happened with whiskey weekend. Now whiskey weekends, just a little different than a cruise. There, um, there, there's but, still un, uh, unconfirmed rumors about you uh, tackling and or riding a goat at uh at whiskey weekend yeah there's some rumors out there i never did it i'm gonna go ahead and dispel the rumors oh it's been however i saw a goat and the the people the thing that dixon keeps saying oh that didn't happen i saw a goat okay on property it's that nda uh... (laughs) maybe i you know there's there's some weird ndas surrounding beaumont Inn that i can't (laughs) talk about but i all i know is that there was a goat and it we locked eyes and it told me via eyes it said this is my home like this is my <laughs> spot you were in my dwelling and i'm upset about it and so i knew that this this is this goat's territory this this goat lives here or near here the the and thought- dixon claims that that's not true and that's it is i mean if there's anything i can say about goats perry i would just i would just tell you that they they can throw down, okay. I'm I I'm not, not gonna get into a a an official WWE cage match with a goat to save oh, my man. life. I can't I can't even fathom what that would look like for my. I can fathom. I can fathom I what it would look to. like, and it would look a lot like a daggone Taco Bell chicken quesadilla is what it would look like. <laughs> and and let me go ahead and tell you something. You're the chopped up chicken in the middle of a daggum tortilla oh, with some jalapeno sauce. I don't disagree with that by any means. Goats are mean. They're so angry. They're, they're on the same level wouldn't as like be, geese. Though? Wouldn't you be? There's, Can you imagine if I had a couple of horns right here? I'd be pissed too. <laughs> you know they, they hurt. They can't even scratch your back. You know what I mean? Like you can't even. <laughs> you like, can't what, like what's the point of these, bro? You got no flexibility. God rested. He should have freaking done something different with these daggum horns. I'm upset. <laughs> Are you now? This I mean, not really. Like you not got really. some, I mean, some pent up rage that you haven't been able to get out on your yeah, show. I've been super upset with the Lord about how he has conducted himself with freaking goat horns. Okay. <laughs> totally unrelated to the imagery of satan (laughs) i've literally i've sat down with my pastor and he said dude you need to calm your heart you know what i mean like i I can't (laughs) let it go i can't let it go perry it's fine so i was listening to this and he's gonna be like yep i would have cut that yep i Mm would have cut that i would have cut that here's the difference here's the difference will um grease you have better thighs that's the difference i have (laughs) 
Yeah, I've seen Will's thighs. Will's thighs look like a daggum two liter Coke. Not, not really cool. Not even like a three liter. It's like a, it's like caffeine free Coke, two liter. I need to go to the gym. <laughs> he's got, hey, he's I, got I, sweet thighs. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. I'm getting a headache from thinking about my thighs too much, but I, I, I want to talk about too. Is that what they call it? A headache? Sure it is. Um, preemptive hangover. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but but I also want to like, here's the thing. We have been able to develop the, the storytelling and the narrative of community of bourbon and whiskey over the past five plus years because we have bought into it, not just from like a market standpoint, but from the fact that like, this is something that we enjoy and it's something we want to share with other people. But honestly, one of my favorite stories is the fact that during the seventies and eighties, when bourbon was at its lowest and people were just going to bars to be cool and they're drinking martinis or drinking, you know, their, their gin and tonics, because that was what they were seeing uh, either depicted by like, james bond or you know in yeah you gotta think too like like people's bot like people started to really focus in on body image during that time yeah right? yeah yeah and, and, and light liquor had a connotation of it's it's less fattening yeah which is odd but it, <laughs> it doesn't happened. it doesn't make any sense it still has yeah so i don't sugars. think it matters but 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 you know there was also that that idea that you know, it was my, my grandparents drink, but then the, the grandparents of like our generation were the ones who actually went out and saved it. And I'm talking about the Jimmy Russell's, the Booker knows the, um, the Jim Rutledge's of the, the world who tried to revive these brands and kind of like, independently did it without you know it, you know there wasn't any like illuminati deal where they all like got together behind closed doors and were like hey we've we've got to go to japan and try to sell this or we've got to go to canada and you know make sure people know that bourbon is is viable but like they they believed so much not just in the product but in the heritage of the product that they wanted to to keep it alive and that that to me goes back to E.H. Taylor, who was the big proponent for the Bottom and Bond Act, of course, um, and and the fact that it's all rooted in like we can get through this. There's a perseverance about Berman that I think a lot of us have really latched onto, especially over the past year with the pandemic and and trying to, you know still hold on to the sense of community that we had spent so much time building and the stories that we spent uh, working on together and memories and um, memories and treasures. But no, the, the, the point is like, we've gotten this far with it that I think we're at a really good point where even if the, the market busts, we don't have to worry about the community busting as oh, well. Oh man. Great point. Great point. Did you say the 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 
per what of whiskey per or the perseverance of whiskey is that what you yeah. said yeah. yeah 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 absolutely you're spot on i mean even even looking at you know was the heaven hill fire 96 or 92 90 yeah it was 96 96 92 is in my head because that's when like the last round of Stitzel Weller went into Jefferson's presidential. <laughs> so oh, that's when, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. I get this confused. I don't know why it's like, oh yeah, the fire <laughs> versus Stitzel Weller. I don't know why I get those years confused, but I've got no I explanation for you, buddy. It's the craziest thing ever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the perseverance of whiskey. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, they've dealt with prohibition. Uh, they have dealt with, uh, I mean, can't, I mean, have to create decanters and gimmicks on every release in order to even remotely sell it. Um, where, you know, the bulk of the cost is actually in the container, not the whiskey itself. Um, which is crazy. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've dealt with fires and then the whiskey industry, even though they're, they don't have anything to do with heaven Hill are giving them stock just to get back and up and running. I heard something amazing. Um, a good buddy that I recently met, uh, his name's Ethan at the Kentucky artist and distillery. He basically said that, and it goes hand in hand with the perseverance of, of bourbon that I just talked about, but he said that basically there's no competition in whiskey. And that's why people helped, you know, Heaven Hill during the fire. That's like, if you know, you know, if 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 something went all up in flames, the whiskey community was surrounded. The reason is, is because you basically the distilleries that believe in their product, if they are making the best product they possibly can, yeah, and people act and people like it, everything else it just doesn't matter. So the only competition for a distillery is themselves. And that's what I really love about the whiskey industry because it, it's, you know, yes, you're going to have some releases that are all about the bottle or they're all about the limited edition or whatever, but the core basis of a distillery, their only competition is themselves. Yeah. It, it's their job day in and day out to produce the best whiskey they possibly can. And if they do, then and people like it then it's going to sell like hotcakes and it doesn't matter about anything else and that's what i i love that about whiskey i do it, yeah it's- I, I i do too and and you know one of the things that has been so prominent over the past couple of years is the discussion around buffalo trace and their reaction to their growing popularity right this isn't the first time that i've talked about this in the past couple of days but um when when you rest your opinion solely on one distillery's product then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure right because i and and one of my favorite things about bourbon of course is the variety and the fact that you can go to a different distillery who might have literally the exact same mash bill but they're sourcing their grains from a different farm or mm-hmm. they're, you know, their, their water is going through a purification that, you know, another distillery isn't, or they're using different yeast strains or, or whatever. But like, if you're looking at it at a face value, it's so irrelevant to 
the core of the production value and what people truly believe in. I, I think that, and jump in whenever, whenever you feel like, or correct me if I'm wrong, but like the distillery that doesn't, there's a, there's a way I want to phrase this and I'm, I'm trying to find the right words for it, but the distillery that doesn't solely rely on the market to encourage their own value internally is usually one of the most well-regarded or most well uh, uh, preserved distilleries in bourbon, right? So someplace like Wild Turkey, I, I feel like Wild Turkey in, in some ways is kind of a cult following. Right. And I don't, I don't there mean that. There's no in, in more it. consistent distillery on the planet than wild turkey. I totally agree. Wild I totally tur agree. It, yes. Here's the deal. You can find some older, old school wild turkey when like, and you can say all you want, like, oh man, that was in its prime. They're going to look at wild turkey from 2021 and they're going to say, dude, remember when wild turkey was in its prime? Like it, it's not, it's not wavering. Yeah. They have the process. It, it, the, they have where you store it. It's all the yeah. same. It's, it's just in the pocket, freaking badass whiskey. Yeah. And it's going to continue to be. Absolutely. They haven't been acquired by anyone. They're not selling here, selling there, changing how they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've got the land. They've been there a daggum long time and they're doing it really, really good. You can't yeah. find a more consistent brand of whiskey, in my opinion. I, 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 except for Jack Daniel, probably that's, you know, that process well, yeah. to a T is the exact same it was, you know, a, a bajillion years ago. Right. And and I think that the story of Wild Turkey itself has kind of been lost to the general public in terms of whiskey consumers because so much of Wild Turkey was consumed as, you know, college party whiskey or you know shot whiskey or oh man, man you got 101 cheap. and it's and it's you know it's not 100 proof it's 101 proof yeah yeah i mean freaking think about spinal tap no it doesn't go to 10 it, it goes to, to 11, 11. <laughs> you're gonna get the 101 you're not gonna get the 100 but he, you're not like, gonna get soco 100 you're gonna get freaking <laughs> wild turkey 101 and, and the thing is too and i've said it a bajillion times on the podcast Wild Turkey 101 is consistently my daily drinker. It oh, will yeah. always be what I go to if if I'm just trying to relax after it. What's it normally like eight years? It's, it's around, what, eight years old? Yeah, I think it was age stated at eight years. So now I think they kind of like blend it, it with six -ish, like- six-ish, six Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's not less than six, 100%. Oh, absolutely sure. not. And, and you know, Elijah Craig and Wild Turkey 101 were two of those products that I felt like the quality didn't dip when they dropped the age statements, right? Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, Special Reserve did when when they dropped that age statement from seven. Because um, I- and honestly, I don't really have a good frame of reference for that. But, you know, those old paper labels or, or whatever that were seven years old. Um, yeah, see, there you go. There you go. Yep. But like, do, do for you, you patrons that get to visually see it or maybe everybody? <laughs> I don't know. I, I still haven't made up my mind on that yet. You could be seeing this on YouTube for everybody, but we'll see. There's a phone number on here that I've called before. It's like, we'd love to hear from our customers. I'm like, well, paper, paper label. Let's just go ahead and see if you're still accurate. <laughs> And I've called them, and it is, it's like, hello, you've reached Sazerac Company. Please leave a message. 
but but I, I I do think that you know there there is consistency among brands like that. I think I kind of lost the thread somewhere in there. Um, but the the point is like stories behind brands now I think help to drive the overall popularity of these these products and we can talk all we want about Blanton's and and the pa- not even Blanton's like the pappies of the of the world and how storied those are um, and how people just fawn over them I, I i think that there is something to be said not just about the the history of brands themselves but how people have built communities around them and and yes there is some uh sense of like you know unique taste and preference behind it but at at the, right. at the same time um things yeah, get I mean, hyped so for a reason yeah so <laughs> here's a here's the deal dude there's good people in whiskey like what you're doing, uh, you have built an incredible community. We've had actually some people that, some you them. know, well, we've had, we've had some people get tired of us and move over to you and buy man, Perry's my people. And here's the deal. Here's what I tell those people, dude, I completely get it. Like it, the, the community of whiskey is it, it's, 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 you know, it's multifaceted, you know what I mean? So, um, what I tell people is that whiskey is cool. Um, but, the people actually make whiskey cool. Okay. I agree. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you know, I mean, yes, is there good things that we really love that, you know, we as consumers, you know, really want like, you know, I mean, yes. If that tastes really good, we want it. Okay. There's this whole thing of like, oh man, all these people are saying that this is the best whiskey ever. Um, let's get that. Okay, I'm just gonna base my whole existence in the whiskey industry of obtaining these bottles that mean yeah. a, a, a dang thing yeah, to anybody, absolutely. and that's all it is. No, that's fine. If you want to view whiskey as an investment, that's fine. It, it probably grows in value more than freaking Bitcoin. Great. Oh, I can confirm it. It, yeah. it does. You do that. That's it's been fine. a bad week for Bitcoin. I don't, <laughs> I don't oh. give a rip. I really, you know, <laughs> you do, you do whiskey how you want to do whiskey. Yeah. But I promise you, if you dive into whiskey and it's community first, if it's people first, if it's friends first, you're going to get a whole lot more out of whiskey than yeah. you ever thought you could. And that's what, I mean, the, you know, Will and I, that's what we do with whiskey weekend and the podcast and all that stuff. That's what you do over here. I, yeah. You know, there are, there are some not great people in whiskey. Okay. Just saunter on over to bourboner and you'll just see a bunch of them right there. They just, <laughs> they, they put their name on it and then they say something and then you just know who they are. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But there's some really, really, really good people in whiskey. Yeah, um, it, and and, and we're I think, so fortunate to have them surrounding us. Yeah, and and, awesome. and that's where so many of those stories, at least now, come from. And and you know that there there are the black sheep that we kind of you know have to address every now and then. But man, it it is so. Well, it's just the people it, that put everybody down of like what people are going to drink. Exactly. They put people exactly. down of like the decisions they make in whiskey, like what you traded for what. Like you're an idiot. Like why would you do that? <laughs> It's the people that hate the people that love Weller Special Reserve. 
or like Blanton's or like yeah. to have a cool memento on their bottle that signifies like, you know, like a sticker or something like I like, I like stickers. What's wrong with stickers? I've been in this whiskey game for too. a lot longer than most than a lot. Not most people, a lot longer than a lot of people. Yeah. And I freaking love stickers. What's wrong with stickers? I'm I think not they're freaking fun. Like I love the, the thing I love about whiskey is the creativity. Okay. Our, our buddies, Bob Little and James Smith down in Atlanta, they do this BS and bourbon thing and they have these bottles. They like spray painting them and all this other stuff. And yeah. like, they've got a bunch of cool stickers and doing all the wax things. Sure. Fine. Go ahead. That's so, and you know boy. what, if they want to charge more for it and people are willing to pay it, that sounds great. I don't give a rip. They're not, I don't, this, this whole word tater just kind of pisses me off. It, it is, being it, it is a frustrating kind of sub conversation of what we're, we're talking about. And I don't, I don't want to keep you too much I longer. The, I don't want to get the weeds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I also don't want to keep you too much longer since I, you've already been sitting down with me for almost uh, two hours total. Golly. I've actually been standing. Well, I've been, I've been parking my butt right here and the <laughs> see this this is why you are going to come out of the pandemic in better shape than i am so i ordered one of those tonals you know those mirror things did you really i did i'm, can, I'm, about, can, to, I'm about to get after it can we touch back on that in like two seconds for tips yeah, and sure. bits yeah sure why not i, don't like, know. I haven't gotten it yet it hadn't been installed yet it's coming this month Oh well, never, never mind then. I mean, we'll we'll definitely get to uh, our recommendations for. Do you want me to share my workouts with you? Maybe. I'm Can you send me a PDF? It. I'm going to do a two thousand sit-ups. <laughs> what over that's the next the tonal, month? That's what Tonal told me to do. I'm just Holy telling you what moly. it told me. Holy moly! You know, I I will say too. Like I I think I might have popped another gray gray hair in my beard, uh, just from that comment. Like I've got this one. I don't think you can see it, but yeah. I've got this one really, really long white hair. Not have even just, gray. Have you kept it? You're just keeping. I've it? just kept it. I, like I don't want to get rid of it because it feels like it's it's a part of me now. Like I think so you, maybe it's like a Samson situation. <laughs> <laughs> if I pluck this daggum thing, dude, like my entire house is literally just going to collapse. I'm sorry, I can't open that pickle jar for you no more. I plucked this daggum gray hair. Grease told me to. Joke's on you. I couldn't open that pickle jar before you pluck the hair out of my face. But you got to get the towel and, you know, yeah, and, and the rubber bands and the I used to my, my parents had like a like a rubber like circle thing. I don't even know what you yeah, would call it. I know it. what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But like you sit on it. Yeah, that that was directly a product of like the 1960s. Right. Like innovation. Yeah. They knew how to get it done. <laughs> at its at its finest. Yeah. Like, now, now we just we create an app. With some sort of motorized piece of crap, just a, just a Rube Goldberg machine. And, then, and, for and, our, and our grandparents are just looking at us like, "Y'all, hold my beer, you idiots!" Okay, <laughs> they crack it I on the side of a thirty of a counter. cent, thirty cent piece of plastic. They can literally be like, "You want an in-app purchase? Here you go, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> we'll send an entire SWAT team over to open up that jar for you. I never thought the words in-app purchase would like con be condescending, <laughs> but it is. And I'm completely fine with it. Hey, we know plenty of people who have played uh, Farmville or Candy Crush or whatever, because that's oh, yeah, for sure. Know, that's yeah, all in-app purchases. Hey, I uh, we I, I definitely want to get some uh, some tips and bits out of you before we get out of here. So it's it's recommendations. Uh, right. 
not, it doesn't have to be whiskey related. Usually it's not whiskey related, um, based on what we've been watching or listening to or reading recently. So any tips or bits for us here, Grease? Just like tips. I mean, things people should check out. Oh man. Uh, Kentucky artists and distillery is pretty great. I went yeah. there the other day. Um, so that's the distillery that does all the contract distilling for Jefferson's. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some of their white dog the other day. I'm not a white dog fan. Ooh. I'm not. It's young. It's corny. Like, I don't love it. Dude, the Jefferson's white dog is insanity. Really? All I want to do is, like, look at Trey in his face. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to age this crap up for 12 years (laughs) and release it as barrel strength without putting it on a boat. If I could tell him those words... It would be the greatest thing, dude. It would be incredible. It would be so good. Dude, this white dog is like fruity, floral. The finish is long. It's insane. It is so crazy. I have some for you. I will send you some. Oh, I, please I made do. them bottle please up. Do. I made them bottle up some stuff, so, but made them. Gotta, you held them at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no one, I know um, you. I know you. That's definitely within your personality. Right. Yep. Um, please, so, please know I'm kidding, everybody. Yeah, That's I, not yeah, who no, Grease is at all. I that is so far from the truth. I mean, unless it's late at night on Patreon. I'm just kidding. I don't do that either. Um, no. Uh, the uh, so, so their tours are limited right now. We got to go on a special tour, which is fine because it was just Will and I the other day. But uh, they're they're producing some really great things there. It's very interesting. So what I what I found interesting about them number one they're open and available for you to go and tour and or yeah, at least right, in some capacity right. and, and do a tasting all that which is fine um what I did love about them is it's it's just a different model you know like they yeah, are absolutely. a small contract distiller their biggest client is Jefferson's obviously but they do some I mean they're, they're bottling for pinhook right now um we, oh, we wow, even okay. saw the crock pots of green wax right now so that release is going to be coming out it's going to be lime green um awesome but uh but yeah so so what was it what I what I kind of took away from them is that they're so small that they are completely cool with being crazy like if you want a you know barrel finished rye cognac honey finished double barreled oak they'll do it like they like they're not you know a lot of these bigger distilleries they have a process right and yeah, a lot, yeah. actually you know what Some, sometimes big distilleries will reach out to them for their limited releases because it's actually cheaper for them to sub that out for a bottling uh, that's a small run than yeah. it is for for the big distilleries like Buffalo Trace, you know, Bernheim, you know, right, or, right, or Heaven Hill. Like for them to change their bottling process, like the you know, like hey, we got to change the laser code process, we got to change the labeling, we got to change the bottle structure, we got to reformat the machines to do all this stuff. It's cheaper for them just to be like, no, like. We'll just pay you, you know, hundred thousand dollars to bottle this line for us, and then they call it done. It's fascinating. It's That's a different incredible. model. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, so it, they kind of go into that. So they, they, you know, they're fine with taking chances. They've got a ton of different mash bills. Um, oh yeah, of course. What I found unique too about Jefferson's is what I didn't know. I, I knew it was a blend of multiple mash bills, but I didn't know that it's actually 
the, all of their mash bills pre-barrel get get blended. Whoa, really? I mean, here's the deal. This is Grease Facts, but when I went on this tour, <laughs> the process that I saw was that it's four mash bills, and then it's in a vat, and it's blended, and then it's barreled. That's insane, dude. Right. I didn't so know that it, at all. Right. So logistically to me, that makes complete sense. Like if Trey knows that this is this is the blend that I like of mash bills and this is the pro like I if that's yeah, what he loves and yeah. that's what he wants, that's totally fine. I literally thought it was like each barrel was a different mash bill composite aging at the same time or roughly and then the blend of the batch kind of happened post. Yeah. But that actually makes more sense of consistency blending I, those yeah. mash bills prior For to sure. barrel entry. For sure. Yeah. Have you I have thought you that gotten was to have you gotten to chat with uh, with Trey yet? So, face to face, yes, for about thirty seconds. Okay, yeah, but no, I haven't. I haven't got to sit down and and chat with him at all. But maybe we do I, it sometime soon. So the awesome thing is, is that distillery, um, Kentucky Arson Distillery, is actually going to be yeah. a part of Whiskey Weekend opening night. We're going to do oh, a great, tasting man. with them and presentation, which will be really fun. That's so, awesome. I yeah. I got to. Uh, I, you know what? One of the weirdest things uh, about doing this podcast thing is when people are like, "Yeah, you can just come over to my house and interview me." Like, I got to go to Trey's house and sit down in his 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 Will dining, and I talked his about that dining the other day. room. Like, dude, if we could live in Louisville or Lexington, that's all we need to do. We'd have like, dude, it's so much fun. I, it's it's great. I'm so jealous you live in Lexington. I do. Go, it, and and um, I I put it out in like 2019, but I I had a really good interview with Trey. Um, you guys, if you guys want to go and listen to it, but I'll I'll do a quick little tips and bits. Hey Siri, remind okay. me tomorrow at 8:30 a.m. to listen to Perry's show with Trey in 2019. If anybody's like phone is activated, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's gonna. That's gonna I, hit I just everybody. set reminders on like a hundred people. <laughs> it. <laughs> everybody at work like yeah anyway but so i I'll, I'll do a really quick one before we uh plug some stuff and then get out of here um are we supposed it, to this, drink this beaumont in i've been drinking it oh i poured i poured a little bit do you want to do you want to talk about it for a hot second or oh you're just gonna no, kill I your bottle no i That's didn't fine. know when we were supposed to drink it in my mind, I'm like thinking like, oh, it's like the 15. We're just gonna drink it at the end and review. I, it. I, I knew, I knew that like I, I should have made like a little 15 reference, but no, <laughs> no, it's all good. Like you know, it's like no, nah, man, dude, I've been freaking crushing this bottle the whole day. I'm talking to catch up. We've just been chatting, yeah. But so I'll, I'll go kind of. Uh, one, one of the things that I love to do with tips and bits is, um, be kind of like, uh, a little bit nerdy with it too. So I'm a, of course, a big comic book movie and I uh, like video game fan and whatever. But I don't know if you've seen that. And bear with me, please, please try to bear with me over the next couple of seconds. But the CW has a new Superman show. It's the best Superman that we've had since Christopher Reeve. Well, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a Superman fan. I didn't know that. The OC or what is it? The OC? The CW. No, that's Orange County. This is the CW. CW. So it's what used to be the WB, 
with like Gilmore Girls so and Smallville OC and everything. used to be the, the, a show on the CW? Uh, maybe. I don't even really know. That might be slightly... Bef- no, the OC was on like Fox, wasn't it? Or ABC or NBC? I don't know. Anyway, so the CW has a new Superman show. It's called Superman and Lewis. Uh, Lois. Lewis. Superman and Lewis. That's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, Lewis. <laughs> Is no, that, it's it's Superman. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to keep this in or not, Barry. But I mean, it's kind of like an Adam and Steve situation you just said. Which I will I'm leave fine it. With. I'm fine I will leave it. I don't care either. But that that actually is uh, pretty funny. And anyway, so they they've got a show called Superman and Lois. Uh, the the actors who are the the main characters, of course, Clark Kent and, and Lois Lane, um, have been within this like CW superhero universe for a few years. And they finally have gotten their own show. And I, I really, really, really enjoyed the first episode. I mean, I, again, thought it was the best iteration of Superman we've had since Christopher Reeve. Um, it's the highest production value and quality that we've had out of like a WB show. It may be ever. I mean, it feels more cinematic than it does like television, television quality. Um, I experienced that with Eastbound and Down on HBO. (laughs) I was like, well, daggone, this feels like Wedding Crashers, but it's not. It's on TV. Yeah. uh, We just shoot this crap in 24 frames per second. We just got done with uh, Silicon Valley. So, you know, HBO is still in the same realm, but uh, yeah, just not quite the same deal. Anyway. Um, Grease, buddy, it has been so good to get to sit down and chat with you and drink with you for, for a I little agree, bit. Man. This is, this is kind of, um, help get me over a little bit of the FOMO from whiskey weekend batch three, but I also am looking forward to getting to bring you guys, you and will on for, uh, for a live stream here in a few weeks. Uh, I know we're still kind of nailing down those that that's scheduled but i i am excited to yeah i mean sometime in probably mid to late march we're probably looking yeah at that. absolutely absolutely yeah we so, can make that happen um I, again we've just got a couple you. of things early march that i'm like i don't know what's happening but <laughs> but it, <laughs> will's it, got it all planned out uh, that's what he does. he's got that whiteboard and he's got all the like pens and everything going but um, buddy, thank you so much. Where can people find you all on social media and where can they find the podcast? Well, there's a fake grease out there. So on Instagram, I'm at the real grease, kind of like Trump, but not really at all, actually. So, um, uh, and at the podcast on Instagram, I've got a really cool, fun Facebook group called the podcasters. You can find I'm part of there. it, man. It's a really, yeah. really good group of people. I, I want to say too, uh, before I plug anything, and I, I haven't I haven't shared this expressly with with you all in a while, but um, when I was starting my podcast, you this and feels Will, like a front porch Beaumont conversation. It does, yeah. it does, and you know we don't get to have that this year. But no, I love it. Um, I love it. Let's do it. You, it's bringing back memories for me right now. You guys were such big influences for me when I started my podcast, and. I was I was listening to you all and I was like, I want to do something like this in terms of community, but I want to take it and, and you know, do my own spin. So, you know, like my biggest issue or my biggest concern is always, am I being sincere? Am I being unique with what I'm doing? 
And I, I never wanted to put out a copycat of the podcast. I always wanted to be my own thing with it. And I, I think that I think I've finally gotten there three and a half years in. Like, you know, it's still maintaining. Oh, dude, I, think some you were, of the, I think you were there super early. Like, yeah. I mean, I, dude, you you've always been yourself. You've always been fun. You've been good sure. for whiskey. Well, dude, you're you're you. so good for whiskey. I've, like I, I I love you, Perry. I love you as a person, but I also love you as like a whiskey influencer and and you know, podcaster and all this other stuff. So um you, you represent it well. I mean I, I think you're a great person. I, I, Will and I, you know, I mean, Will and I, we have, we, we don't really have a lot of guests on. Like, we just developed a new yeah. YouTube series recently for that, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. great. Um, but, um, you know, on our podcast, I mean, I mean, Fred Minnick, Bernie Lovers, yeah, paused for a really long time. Like, <laughs> we, we, we didn't have, I mean, you were one of our first, you and John Edwards from Dad's Drinking Bourbon were literally probably, you know, outside of Bernie Lovers and Fred Minnick for a really long time, like our only people that we even had on the show. We believe in you. Yeah. Um, and you, we always knew you were going to be good for whiskey. Um, dude, you've got hustle. Uh, you hustle so hard and, and you do, you do a great job. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's only natural that we would be a part of, of what you're doing. Cause we believe in you. This is sounding like I brought you on just so I could like get a little, little ego boost, but it legitimately like, I, I just, I, I, again, I love you too. I love everything that you guys are doing and, and I fully believe in what you're doing. And I, I am always so willing to cross over and, and create content with you guys whenever we actually can. And I know that it, you know, at, at times it's not viable just because us you know, too, we, cause uh, you're a little smarter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, we could talk about that in a, in a deeper Patreon episode maybe, but I, I, I just want to say we can be I, real. If we you haven't just, enjoyed Perry's Patreon, you should. Cause that's where the real crap goes down over and out. But, but I do want to say thank you again. And, and, um, you all have always been very, very supportive of, of what I've done. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more with you guys. If you want to follow me personally, I, and this is where I'd take a hard handbrake turn into the, the, the plugs, but if you want to follow I'm me, it. I'm, I'm at Pure 1492 on all social media channels. The show itself is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review, or just any rating and review on, uh, whatever podcatcher app you have. Uh, we usually pull them from the iTunes podcast app and then read them here on the show. Uh, and, and again, it's a great way for people to find the show. And when they go and search for bourbon podcasts, you know, we'll pop up in that, that search, uh, search engine, of course, uh, you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbon shop including some skateboards, which I just keep one of pushing, a little bit because nobody's bought a skateboard with the podcast logo on it yet but i don't know man like i'm not a skateboarder but well, I really dude, you're, you're going about it all wrong you need to you need to charge two hundred dollars for <laughs> for a pair of leggings mm. and then they get a free skateboard that's perfect 
That's perfect. Yeah. I'm actually going to yeah. do that. That's that's the new the new sale on the you definitely you definitely <laughs> should do that. <laughs> we also have our glassware over at whiskeyambitions.com. Uh, this is my bourbon drinking glass, Glenn Cairns. I'll show them here for the video. I don't know if this is going up on YouTube for everybody or just on uh, the uh, the the Patreon feed. At, at, as of right now, Lucy but, gets to vote. Like Lucy, Lucy like, does get to vote. Yeah. Uh, I think How much time okay is this going to gonna take you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, more than likely, this is going to wind up on our main YouTube. There's page, only especially a couple of edits. Yeah, one or two here and there. Who's to say? I just have to drop in the right audio for it and then just kind of move everything around. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares about the editing process. Um, I also go live every Thursday night on YouTube, youtube.com slash This Is My Bourbon Podcast at 8 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, these guys uh, go – I'm pointing in the wrong direction. These guys uh, go live uh, right after. Yeah, see, here we're – Jeez, Louise! It's been a long night. It's been a I long it's, weekend. It's backwards on my end because, like, you, you're not pointing towards me when you do I, that. It, well, I'm trying to. It doesn't matter. It's right on my end. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You can also become a patron of the show, Patreon.com/slash Bourbon Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. But five bucks a month is where you can uh, get access to all of the exclusive content, including the pregame chats. And the last call, which comes out every week to kind of uh, bookend the main episode here on your feed. That does it for this week. Grease, again, thank you so much for sitting down with me, buddy. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely, bro. Man, thanks for having me. Thanks for opening up. And um, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. We'll see you all next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. Mm -hmm.